Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Welcome to Salt Lake Jake's Take. I am Salt Lake Jake. I'm here with my guy Pete. What's up, Jake? How are you? Still a little depressed, to be honest with you. Um, I'm I'm not liking the new mood on Twitter. Yeah. Um, what what are you not liking about it? Well, I just I don't need to argue with BYU just yet. We don't play them for another year. Uh huh. Um, it's 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 just poison. I I need to focus on this season. Yeah, you know what? It does feel. I, I was I was thinking about this this morning because basically football consumes my thoughts twenty four seven. I was thinking. I don't know if I'll ever have, and granted, I, I know it's early to say this, but I don't know if I'll ever have Big 12 pride like I did with the Pac-12 um, because I was all about backing the pack, blah, blah, blah. But look what that got us. Nothing. We Nothing. backed the pack for 12 years, and we got screwed because Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC wanted to bounce, which I get it. In their position, I do the same thing. But there's no loyalty, man. So I'm all about going into the Big 12, and I don't care if every other team sucks as long as Utah's good. In fact, if every other team sucks, better for us. We can win the conference every year, look better, just like kind of Clemson does. They Clemson hides a lot of the ACC's issues because they're awesome, right? So I'm all about let's go into the Big 12. Let's have everyone else suck, and we'll win it every year. And you know what? This conference is, is good. I'm not lying to you. I think it's a good conference, good teams, but we're all kind of just mishmash, thrown together, biding our time, hoping for something bigger, right? So... That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go into this Big 12. I'm going to have a good time, but also realize that things are going to continue to change. So I'll probably never feel that that pride like I did with the Pac-12. I'd watch Oregon versus Auburn, for example, and I was going nuts for the Ducks, you know, yeah. pulling for them. It was fun. I don't know if I can say I'll do that with the with the new Big 12. I mean, how many games are you going to watch this season of Big 12? Like, Because, again, I want to go back to our season, but like – like we can't, we've got one foot out the door. I mean, so does everybody else. Yeah, games watching this season of the Big Twelve, I won't make it a an, a deal. I won't care. But the thing is, it's because we're we're still not part of this conference. If next year, say Baylor's playing Oklahoma State, and we need Oklahoma State to win to help Utah standing in the Big Twelve, I guarantee I'll watch the games. Then it'll feel different. It's hard to really put ourselves in uh, the position of how will we react because we were not in that position. I, I read a book and I am not even going to try and quote it anymore. I can't remember, but it was by, I think it was the Malcolm Gladwell book where people try to um, guess how they would act in certain situations based on, on stuff. And then they did tests and studies and show that no one really knows how they'd act in a situation until they're in it. Right. And so I think it's the same thing with, uh, with the big 12 right now. I feel almost like I broke up with a girlfriend, you know, you yeah. kind of, you, you realize it was probably, the only action that you could have taken, but you still are sad for what you lost, right? And that's what I feel with the Pac-12. I love the Pac-12, man. I'm, I've I've never been shying away from that. I've never shied away from that. I've loved the Pac-12, but uh, I just feel kind of melancholy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I, I mean, that's kind of so. So I guess it's like now, now I'm supposed to be in some rivalry argument with people when I'm not even in. It, it, I'll take the girlfriend analogy one step further. Broke up, and now I'm like on the sloppy seconds. And I'm like, uh, you know, this rebound. Is, You're on the rebound chick. <laughs> rebound. Anyway, so so I guess my larger point is, how do we focus? Because we have such a cool schedule this year. Yeah, you know what? It's amazing. You think about it. This is probably the best the Pac-12 has ever been this year. There yeah. is a legitimate case that we're the best league in the in the country with what we've got going on. We've got four. I've seen some things that have like 
four of the top 10 quarterbacks are from the Pac-12 in the whole country, right? Yeah. I mean, you you go down the list of quarterbacks in the Pac-12, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Cam Rising. Uh, you've got DJ Uangalele, uh, transfer from Clemson. You've got Jaden DeLore at Arizona, who's solid. You've got Cam yeah. Ward-Awazu, who's solid. You've yeah. got Deion Sanders, son of Colorado. The league is stacked this year. We have five teams in the top 25 Borderline six or seven depends on what they do with UCLA and, and and maybe you know if Colorado lives up to a little bit of hype, which I don't think they will. But I'm telling you, the league's the best it's ever been this year. You've got a returning Heisman winner. You've got top ten teams, top fifteen teams. You got the the back to back conference champs have their yeah. quarterback back and everybody back, and it's just like this league is amazing. And it's the last year of the league. It's the craziest thing ever. Yeah. No. I. I, I mean, you just that's so well put it's it's this is the year to really like watch and keep your eye on the pac 12 and so it's just so much so much irony that it's like the mood will be this this like oh we're never gonna play usc again and blah 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 blah. i know and dude you know what's crazy well one i i i think uh i think it doesn't matter i think i think things are going to continue to change for the next decade to where 10 years from now it's not going to look the same the smartest idea I heard actually came from Chip Kelly this week. Oh, yeah. I where think. he said, aside from football, just carve out football, make football its own division, and don't worry about conferences and leagues for football. Just play football, and then the rest of the sports that are affected can stay in their league. Like women's softball and gymnastics belong in the, in the Pac-12. And so I could foresee in the next decade it getting to that point where all the conferences for all the sports besides football and maybe men's basketball, but definitely football kind of regress back to where they were regionally getting leagues and then football breaks off and you've got a completely separate monster there. Right. Yeah. Because that answers the whole, why is Vanderbilt and Rutgers getting, you know, 80 million a year or whatever, you know, these, these schools that don't even need a football, I mean, just don't care or whatever. And I guess they need to be the doormat of their league, but that would answer that because the teams and the programs that want to compete, could then just compete like like ours and TCU. I mean, we're the aspirational programs to that that have like broke through and then done things on the on the on the, at the highest level. Yep. You know what? Kind of changing gears here a little bit. I a thought yes. I had today talking to a friend. Yes. Um, about the Big Twelve. I didn't. I I mean, we know this already, but I, it hadn't really dawned on me that with Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA going to the Big Big Ten, they are now no longer on ESPN property at all. It's owned by Fox and CBS and NBC. So there is no chance any of those four teams will ever be on ESPN during the season, right? So that leaves the West with ESPN, which is the Big 12 has. Who else in the West is going to be put on ESPN these late night games that matters? Utah. Who else, right? We could own that that 8 o'clock ESPN time slot and, and, and get that like almost every single week because... Who else in the West? If when Utah's ranked in top fifteen, no one else is gonna. That's a good point. Be put on there, you know. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, are you saying, or is the suggestion though that this year they won't air those schools because they don't want to build them up for next year, or because they'll I'm still talking about next year when they leave? They're not. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. They'll okay. be in the Big Ten and legitimately yeah. not have any yeah. chance to be on ESPN yeah, at all. In the ESPN window at prime time. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. So that's Utah's a- gonna own that night that time slot if we continue to be good and ranked because who else in the West is going to no one BYU sucks. We know that they'll suck forever. They suck forever. They, they suck so bad. They are just the worst ever. So they won't be. And then Arizona state, Arizona, they're, they're meh Colorado garbage. 
Wazoo and Oregon State, they're going to be on the Mountain West. There's nobody in the West for this late ESPN time slot except your running. Well, not running, (laughs) that's hoops. Your football youths, baby. The Rod Gilmore team, baby. Bring them home. Okay. So uh, let's talk about it. Okay. I'm going to switch gears real quick. And let's, let's, let me just see how nimble you are. Okay. Is Barnes, is Bryson Barnes, John Hayes? Well, what do you mean by that? Because there's differing opinions on what John Hayes was. Okay. I man. think a lot of people are, are, yes. are uh, guilty of revisionist history when it comes to John Hayes. Okay. 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 I'm, and maybe I'm one of those, but um, is John Hayes in my recollection was a guy I looked at and thought, Okay, they didn't have anyone else. They were just left flat-footed in the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. And they just put all their chips on this guy. And uh, was it Jordan Wynn? Who did Hayes Jordan, back? Yeah, when, when Hayes – well, there's Jordan Wynn, yeah, when he okay. – So Wynn breaks his shoulder or whatever. And then John Hayes comes in, and we're like, what? This guy should not be leading a college football team. No offense to John. Okay, that and my that's my memory. And then – and so fast forward to Barnes. He's not – you know, this elite guy that they pulled from like the blue chip world. And so I'm just asking, is it, are, are we setting ourselves up for that? I hope not because see John Hayes, people look back fondly on him because he was just came out of nowhere, but he wasn't very good, man. You look at his stats. He was like 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions or something. I'm like, not good. Right. Okay, but people have I this am. fond memory of John Hayes. John Hayes memory. That's where I am. Okay. Yeah. Because truthfully, John Hay- the Utah offense was terrible, and it was carried by John White, the running back, right? That's right. In right. a good defense, is what that team was. So yeah. listen, if Bryson Barnes trots out there game one as the starter because Cam's injured, in my opinion, it is an utter fail job by Utah coaches. We are in the Pac-12. We are back-to-back Pac-12 champions. And so 2021, our, our best, our best second-best option quarterback is, John, is uh, Bryson Barnes. 2022, our second-best option quarterback is Bryson Barnes. If we go into 2023 and our second-best option is Bryson Barnes, a that's, quarterback, we have completely failed at developing quarterbacks. Completely failed. Nate Johnson was was recruited by several other uh P5 teams, as was Brandon Rose. They're both talented. One of those guys, one of those guys has to be able to step up and take the job. And if they don't, then man, that's an indictment of our inability to recruit, develop quarterbacks. Part of me wonders if it's the the whole, like when they put Brewer in ahead of Cam, like um, if it's like, oh, well, Barnes has the game experience. So we're going to go with him, even if he's not the alpha or the better player. That's what worries me is, is wit lately in the last couple of years has kind of strayed from his conservative nature, knowing offense matters, but this kind of feels like a, a wit decision to be just conservative because he makes the least amount of mistakes. You can't win games like that anymore. Not with not our offenses. You need to go out there and sling it. So all I'm saying is if, if it game day rolls around and Bryson Barnes trots out, I'm going to, I'm going to be very, I'm going to be steamed as the kids say, I mean, <laughs> hot under the collar or whatever they say nowadays, because we're past that as a program. We're top 10 team last year, top 15 team the year before. We're, we're preseason ranked in the top 15 by most publications this year. We're, we need to have better depth than the pig farmer walk on from Milford, Utah. You know, Great story at the end of the first Rose Bowl. Terrible story at the end of the second Rose Bowl. In yeah. my <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look, okay, last year. You're right. He came in the Rose Bowl and, and, and really regressed to who he really is. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But yeah. also, he started that game against Washington State. And the offense was so clunky 
and just we barely got out of uh, Pullman with a win last year when Cam didn't play in that game. And we won, but it was mostly defense and running game, right? Like, it's just, he's not, he's not a P5 quarterback. He's just not. And our recruiting should have gotten to the point where we don't rely on those guys anymore. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is just Witt playing his games that he does, trying to motivate Johnson and Rose to compete harder by saying, oh, Barnes is Barnes is kind of in the lead right now. You know, I'm hoping it's it's mental gamesmanship by Wit. And if Cam doesn't trot out against Florida, that it's Brandon Rose or Nate Johnson. That's what I'm hoping. Do you have one of those? Do you have one that you like better than the other? Johnson? And- uh, you know, I don't know enough, honestly, to say because we haven't seen enough. But I, I from what I've heard, Brandon Rose was in the lead. Um, based on on spring, based on last fall as well as spring this year, and he looked pretty good in the spring game. He had a couple really like wow throws. He had a couple is like Ugh, that bring that one back. But the thing is, Nate Johnson brings a dynamic that no one else can match. Is the ability to run, and he's not just a runner; he's a national champion sprinter. Like he's oh, got really? burner speed, you know. Dang. And so that's I mean, gonna be him then. He just needs to be more alpha then, right? He just needs to, from what people are saying, he just needs to be a little more accurate on his throws, which is important, you know? Yeah. But he's so fast. You get him, if he gets in the open field, he's gone. He's like burner legit speed. So I don't know. I, 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 if I already guessed it, it would be Brandon Rose, just based on what people have said. Is it Witt or or, um, um, Ludwig that calls that? Like, Who's... I don't know. It depends on who you talk about. You talk to you, you. You see. You think about the infamous mistake of starting Charlie Brewer over Cam Rising in 2021. Yeah. Apparently, the coaches were split. Ludwig apparently wanted Rising, and Wit wanted Brewer, and so Wit overruled Rise uh, Ludwig and started Brewer, which ended up being a gigantic mistake, as we know, because we lost to those guys down south, and we lost to San Diego State, and we shouldn't have lost either of those games. If Cam Rising starts the year, we're probably another 10-11 win season. Well, I mean, we ended up that way anyway when he came in, but we probably lose one or two games all year, right? So it was a major mistake to start Brewer, and they started him, and a lot of it was because, one, he had experience at, at Baylor. Two, he in the spring game, he was perfect, 15 for 15. I think that clouded a lot, and I think, I don't know, I wish there was a way you could really see how people react in games because there's difference in practice and games. It just happens. Some people are practice champions and they get in a game. They can't do it. Some are the opposite. And maybe Cam Rising was that way. And that's why he didn't win the battle versus Brewer. But I don't know. I I think we need to roll the dice with one of the younger guys. We know what we get with Barnes and it's not, it's not winning football, man. With Barnes, I had one more thought on him and we'll wrap it up. But but it was that how bad was Ohio State's secondary if Barnes is throwing deep on them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think at that point people just weren't prepared for him. You know, it yeah. was it was late in the fourth quarter. Um, it was people are tired; it. they don't know what to expect. It was just yeah. it just kind of caught lightning in a bottle in Here that yeah, those okay. two drives. Um, okay, so we're planning to get an episode out once a week before the season, just to get get the get the crowd, the audience built. Um, I think there's something. Well, some of the feedback we got is we need to work on our um, microphones a little bit better, so hopefully people can hear us a little bit better. The other was. Um, People were asking about the intro music. Can you explain that, those voices? Yeah, man. So uh, Salt Lake Jake is what I go by on Twitter, and I go by that because I was glossed with that nickname by one and only Jim Rome. In 2000, I want to say 13 maybe, Jim Rome uh, had Bronco Mendenhall on, 
And uh, I was listening and I had a friend text me and say, call in and respond because Rome said any you fan. So I was like, okay, fine. I've never called the Jim Rome show in my life. I used to call local radio and, and yeah. getting smack talk uh, things with Ryan Hatch and stuff all the time, but I'd never called Jim Rome. So I just dialed the number. I couldn't believe this because people wait all the time. I dialed the number. It was answered in like 10 seconds. And the guy said, give me your take. Give me what you'd say. So I kind of just, just started riffing for 10 seconds. Like, okay, you're good. I'll put you on. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then like five seconds later, all of a sudden I hear Jim Rome. Let's go out to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, James. Oh, sorry, sorry. Jake. Jake in Salt Lake, what do you got? And I just, I freestyle. That was freestyle? BYU. Yeah, I, I had no notes or anything. Oh, I just oh, went God. and started ripping on BYU, Bronco, talking smack about the Utes. And I said, I'm out. And then he, and then he immediately glossed me Salt Lake Jake. And he said, in fact, you can listen to it. It's 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 my pinned tweet oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. at the end. That's the best call we've had on the show in five years outside of a smack off. And like it was awesome. He glossed me Salt Lake Jake. So when you hear the the intro, boom, bum 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 bum, and then Salt Lake Jake. That's Jim Rome giving me that nickname. That's amazing. And yeah. you've never called back. Like you didn't become like a frequent smacker or whatever they're no called. i just i don't have time to do that i mean i know that sounds whatever we're all busy but my job precludes me from sitting around listening to radio and calling in and then yeah that's a good point well that is that is hilarious and i i i would have thought you had that written down like in a script because if i was calling in a national radio show like that especially at his peak of his powers i don't know i don't, I, I don't know if it's as big as it used to be um the gym I, i'm not sure either but um, yeah, it was it was literally I just I was sitting in my truck parked in my parked in the parking lot. I got back to my office, was sitting in the truck in the parking lot. They said, let's go. And I just went. And usually I would be pretty nervous, but I don't know what happened. I just called in and I didn't I guess yeah. I didn't expect to get on, first of all, and let alone to get on in less than 10 seconds. I mean, it was literally from when I when he answered to when I was on the air it was 10 to 15 seconds. It was amazing. The, the screener said, give me give me an example of what you're going to say. And so I just I start going after 10 seconds. OK, you're good. You're going on. Maybe that's how they avoid like people getting nervous anyway. So that's cool. That's amazing. Okay. Uh, what else? Anything else? You know, just um, th- th- we got not news, but we've been kind of waiting on Trajan Bridges situation. He's a wide receiver that was a former five-star recruit at Oklahoma and he left the team due to some uh, legal issues. And the rumor was he's going to come to Utah as soon as his case gets dropped, which they were confident was going to happen. And apparently he had his conference call yesterday or two days ago, and the case was delayed and pushed back to October. So I think the the window to get Trajan Trajan Bridges in Utah is gone. There's no way there's no way he'd come in in October um, when it's supposed to be. So that's kind of a bummer because he would have been a, a stellar addition to the wide receiver room. Dang, where is what state is he in? Uh, California, I think. Sheesh. I'm not sure, but he was. I've been watching videos of him. He's just smooth and long and athletic and like an alpha receiver that we just never get. So now we got to get that out of our mind that he's not going to be there. But, uh, you know, we've got a decent wide receiver room. There's six really good guys, I think, that can rotate if they stay healthy. Um, all the reports are Micah Pittman from camp is like doing awesome. He's the Florida State transfer. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. healthy. He's a beast. His brother's in the NFL, plays for the Colts, Michael Pittman. Um, and so he's he's apparently an alpha. So he'll be one guy. Vele, Devon Vele, uh, will be our other guy that starts. He's you know steady guy. He's more of a possession, big, tall receiver. And then after that, you've got Money Parks, who's a speed guy who showed showed flashes last year. That l- long touchdown against USC in the Pac-12 title game. You've got a transfer from Indiana named Emory Simmons, who seems to be pretty solid. You've got uh, Mikey Matthews, a, 
a true freshman who was really highly rated um, and and seems to be kind of a baller. And then you've got Makai Cope, who's been in the program for a couple of years and hasn't really done much on the field, but has shown flashes. I think I think he, the, those six receivers, plus hopefully a, a healthy Keithy, who knows what's going on there, and Yasmin, we've got guys to throw to. Yeah. Who's doing the kickoff and, and punt returns? It'll sound like it'll probably be Mike, uh, Micah Pittman, the transfer. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'll be okay. I'm excited to see that because it seems like our special teams did drop off a little bit. Post. It did. We we go from Covey, who was like the most electric yeah. returner of all time, to uh, Devon Vele. Who... We had a string of those guys, like, like, um, uh, oh, freak. I can't think of anyone's name. The guy that dropped the ball against uh, Oregon. You got, you got Kalen Clay. We had Shaky yeah. Smithson. Smithson. We had. Britain Covey, Reggie Dunn was an excellent returner. Yes, so um, that, even that, if you go back, true. man, all the way back to um, like Deron Claiborne in the early 90s and uh, oh, Lavelle, or excuse me, oh, now that just left my mind. The guy from the 80s that was incredible. Not Carl Harry? No, he was a receiver. Gosh, the name, I'm gonna, it's gonna kill me not knowing it. Um, who was the short white guy that played that was wide receiver? Rolly. Brian Rolly. Brian he, was, Rolly. he was awesome. And he played I'm, for the I'm thinking of the, the, the guy from the early 80s. Gosh, I know it's on the tip of my tongue. And it, if we have any listeners, they're probably trying to, to say it. A few moments later. Errol Tucker, for crap's sake. Gosh. Freaking Errol Tucker. I can't believe it. You know, I can't believe I couldn't pull that out. He was one of the greatest return men of all time, man. He's yeah, I know that name, and he's probably in the Crimson Club Hall of Fame or something. Errol yeah, Tucker. Tucker, gosh, I'm so mad I couldn't pull that out of the top of my top of my head, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find Errol on social media, and we're gonna tweet at him. Yeah, he was awesome. He had punt return touchdowns left and right, man. He was electric. He's one of our top returners of all time. I couldn't pull the name out. I'm so mad at myself. I'm disappointed. Point is, we are return man. You. Yep. So hopefully Micah Pittman, if he if that's who it is, can uh can keep that going. All right. Go Utes. All right, man. Go Utes. I'm out. Jake in Salt Lake City. Hey Jake, how are you? Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake. Salt Lake Jake.